0: August 9th, 2021, uh, the second game for the Knicks uh, Summer League team is in the books. Uh, You know, Red Sox is doing, you know, they're not doing so hot. The Yankees seem to be kind of treading on the uh, the upswing. Mets lost their NL East lead. You know, Team USA uh, got the gold. All these different things happened over the course of uh, the past couple of weeks. Uh, We thought it was best to basically break bread with you guys when everything comes out in regards to free agency. That being said, how you doing, bro? I'm
1: good. A little tired. I'm on week four of my Kobe workouts. Oh, we 5 a.m. ones. Uh, uh, So I think I've got myself back into that good routine. I feel good. Um, and we're, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, we're you know, tired it, at this point because
0: it's yeah. Word.
1: An hour hours since I got up? But- yeah, word,
0: bro. Yeah, you like thirteen hours in. I'm, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get you, I'm gonna try to get you off this, you know, before long because I don't want you to keep going. I, I saw the snap first thing in the morning, and like, for whatever reason, like the whole day, like I've been, I've been resting because like I, I worked, uh, it took. I took a day off for my birthday, and then the trade off was that I had to work six days straight. So, like, I thought I was good yesterday. Like, oh, I would basically have all the time in the world tomorrow to do whatever and Tuesday to do whatever because I have back to back days off. I see your text message. I'm like, yo, I'm inspired. I do my morning push ups, do my morning push ups, rock out, have my breakfast. And then, like, I just kicked in and I fell asleep for the whole day. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to hold you. I have been I have been a bum today. I feel bad. I'm going to get my workout in a little bit after. I got my resistance bands ready. The park is down the block. If it's still sun outside, maybe I'll catch a quick game or whatever. But, you know, it, it's been a dope uh, time for me, too. But that being said, uh, last time we spoke um, on camera, uh, we were speculating different, uh, different uh, avenues where the Knicks will go in free agency, you know, the Knicks re- just finished drafting and we didn't really necessarily know what to make of it, at least on my end, especially. Um, and between the draft, free agency, and now seeing them in summer league, we can start off with free agency, but like, I gotta say, um, not not bad not not bad I'm not even you know I'm not even mad a uh, free agency how it basically panned out for us because we did uh try we did uh do like a little recording last week and you know as it was happening we saw like Reggie billick, you know he he got his contract with the Mavs and but otherwise we retained Burks we retained Nerlens Noel both of them on uh you know, multi-year deals with player options over ten mil. D Rose multi-million dollar deal. Uh, it's
1: team options.
0: Team options. Yeah.
1: Everything. Everything is the last year of all. Every single one of those deals is team options.
0: Yeah. So like you know, and and people like bashing us in the media for for the the pricing, and it's just like, yo, guys, trades, trades, trades. We're trying to match trades here, but basically making those low maintenance deals, keeping what we needed to keep. And we thinking that it's all over, and then out of the freaking blue, on a random morning last week, you just see Kemba Walker released by the Thunder to be signed by the Knicks. Two years, I believe, eight million dollar deal. Well,
1: I think it's I think it's eight million a year for two years. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then and then literally less than twenty four hours later, you get the Randall extension. Yeah. Which nobody was expecting because everyone thought he was going to bet on himself to go for the 200 million one next year.
0: And, and to, 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 to bring it all together, like, you know, when they interviewed Randall, his biggest thing was the fact that he wanted to keep the Knicks cap flexible and that he wanted to quote unquote retire as a Knicks. So with all those things in tow, how do you feel? About free agents, we we'll got the summer league afterwards because you know we just finished uh, the next winning um, uh, uh, against the uh, Indiana Pacers, and you know Chris Dorte, Dorte, Dorte. Do- 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 Nevertheless, Duarte. yes, Duarte. He nice, everyone nice. But um, how was your feelings with the free agency deal?
1: So, I was very happy with what they did, and I'll tell you why. Okay, now the whole national media, you know. They can all give their little bullshit with, well, we, j- we thought big names were going to come, and they didn't come, and they just gave all these stupid contracts to these people. Oh, they got Evan Fournier, and that's it, blah, blah, blah. All their stupid bullshit that don't understand anything that's actually going on, or how to actually build a team because, like, you know, they just don't understand, right? Um, and they just always think about lebron teams and how it doesn't matter because you have lebron so you're just in the championship conversation okay great cool wonderful for them well we're not okay we're still a rebuilding team and we still need to operate like a small market team so like realistically like we had been saying me and you jj realistically for the free agents that you could probably get okay i thought we did really well because again I didn't think Chris Paul was leaving. I didn't think Kawhi Leonard was leaving. Not to mention, why would you want to like touch Kawhi Leonard at this point, unless you're the Clippers and you have no first round picks until like 2030, okay? So you're just stuck with them. Um, like what, like, like there were no like realistic free agents coming here, like that. And, nah. the, the, and, and the free agent class was not that strong anyway. And so, and then the idea that, hey, we'll just trade everything that's not nailed down except Julius Randall for Damian Lillard and think that that'll catapult us to the championship conversation. Like, no, no, it won't. That's stupid. So, like, you know, this was one of these times where this was not the offseason to push all the chips in the middle of the table at all. At all. Okay, this is one where you're supposed to make smart moves and continue to you keep the team competitive while at the same time you can continue to develop the guy, the young guys on your roster, okay? The RJs, the Mitch, the you know, RJ Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, and then the rookies that you just brought in. Okay? You continue to be able to develop those guys in winning situations to continue to you know, prove that you know, we're competent and that this is a good team and that the culture here is good and that you should want to come here if you're either eventually asking for a trade or if you're a free agent and you want to sign here. Okay, Or to just plan B, if that never happens, you, know, you don't put all your eggs in that basket because the other half of the eggs are in the guys that you developed. Maybe RJ becomes, you know, a top three player on a, you know, caliber person on a championship caliber team. Maybe he develops into that, you know,
0: yeah.
1: one to three years down the road. Who the fuck knows, right? But, but you know, you, you, you don't put all your eggs in that, in, in that but we just need that big star, like, immediately, right away, even though we're not ready to win. And even if we get that big star, you know, who's not available you know, we're still not going to be able to win because we traded everybody. First. And
0: that's what's and that's what's pretty cool, like, about the whole Kemba thing because, like, if you really think about it, the, the type of guy that we were pegged to get in Damien Lillard is a score-first guard, you know, of course the main difference is that, like, they're not in, like, one is injury-prone, the other is not. But when you really look at it as a person who could get a bucket, who could just have 25 and 5 and run the offense and pretty much be the number one on a team that is just, treading above water and you got that for nothing like the knicks got that for nothing well, in comparison well, to a dame where we basically had to mortgage our whole team for that
1: well i mean um, like look like obviously like yeah kemba's not damian lillard right and then there's the whole dark type, history, dark right, type. right? Yeah. but um yes you get you get a guy who you know has been there in the playoffs before uh and has been on a big stage and is from New York and would obviously love to play here. Um, and it's just adding its just adding more talent, especially if they're healthy. Like a, I mean, it's a low-risk, high-reward because low-risk, like, okay, it only cost you $8 million and who were you even going to sign anyway? Because it seems like Lonzo Ball, based off the tampering charges, was going to Chicago no matter what. We had no chance to get him. Had no chance to get Kyle Lowry either.
0: And thank God,
1: thank, charges. And
0: thank God, thank God, we did not go after Dennis Schroder. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want so no that, Dennis. That's Schreuder. why it's like, okay,
1: so would you rather would you rather have done some sign and trade for Dennis Schroder, or you know throw 15 million at Reggie Jackson, or you know we ended up gambling? Now we didn't know it was gonna happen. But you end up gambling on, you know, 8 million on Kemba. I mean, we we ended up, you know, just by 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 not doing the knee-jerk thing and just doing this, doing smart things, like we're gonna keep the majority of this team together, you know, because like chemistry is such a huge thing in the NBA especially for these young guys. And it's like, okay, like, do you know what keeping all these – like, if these guys wanting to stay actually means, right? New Noel, who could have gotten probably a bigger deal in free agency, could have left, okay? Alec Burks probably could have gotten a similar deal and left Um, or maybe more money on a one-year deal somewhere else. Derek Rose got interest from Chicago. He could have gotten more – uh, I don't know if he could have gotten more money. I think we could have paid him the most, but based off what he signed for, probably would have gotten you know around the same. But Tibbs is his guy, right? So he stayed. But like you see, all the guys that stayed shows that a they clearly like playing here, playing with this team, playing with Randall and RJ, and you know these young guys, and playing for Tibbs, and playing for Leon Rose and Worldwide West and and Scott Perry, like and playing for the organization in the city that they didn't want to leave
0: in the roles and they that they're signed, playing in
1: and they and they all not only that but they all signed like essentially two year deals because it's team yeah. options on the third year for all of them the only four year deal which is a three year deal which is a three plus one was Fournier which based off the reports because he you know he's close with Steve Clifford who coached in Orlando all those years you know he spoke to his agent and 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 to Steve Clifford and, you know, from from what he heard about Thibodeau, he liked and so he came here. He didn't want to make it hard on himself, so he took the nineteen million a year for for the three plus one.
0: I'm gonna and- be real with you. I'm yeah yeah. I'm I'm gonna be real with you right now because like they they were talking about the the Evan Fournier deal. Like I'm listening to the. Shout out to the Bill Simmonses of the world and all these different places. And they were looking at the Fournier deal and they were trashing it. Listen, this guy is a 20-point scorer in the league. And for all intents and purposes, the worst that can happen is like a guy who gives an above-average version of what we had with Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract when he was dropping 17. But the difference between that situation and now is that he's not pegged to be the second or third best player on the team. RJ when Porzingis right
1: gets injured the first.
0: Exactly. Like, RJ... He's RJ, there
1: to be the fourth option. Yeah. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but he's, that's I'm what right. he's there for. He's there to be the fourth option.
0: And and honestly, that's basically the big the biggest thing. Like, I, I saw the Fournier deal, and I was like... My, like, Randy immediately <laughs> was like, I don't know about this. And I was just like, yo, Randy, do you know what this means? Like, RJ... In high school, I I mean, I don't know what what he was doing in grade school, but in high school, he was small forward. In college, he was small forward. The NBA, we listed him as a two. This puts him square of him being a wing, a playmaking wing, the wing that he was pegged to be this entire time in his career. This is year three of his career. You know, we're seeing him working out, you know, basically working on his off the ball. You know, hopefully he does that with his driving ability but he's shooting off the dribble now. Let him cook that way. We just got a person who could be a sniper and go off for like 30 in Evan Fournier. I'm not saying that he's going to be that guy, but all you need is that like a person who is like Reggie Bullock, shout out to you, but you weren't doing anything outside of like a hot night in the first half. Evan Fournier is going to give you a hot game. Um, And to touch on your point in regards to the contracts, a big vote of confidence beyond playing with the team and the chemistry aspect of it is that New Noel signed here for less money on a team where he's a backup. And in a world where we drafted Jericho Sims, who could, in all honesty, be the next in line to be alongside Mitch. So that's a huge vote of confidence. Or
1: or I mean it makes because we're going to have to decide if we're going to pay Mitch. It makes Mitch flexible if we need to move him in a trade. True, someone. If this if this kid actually shows he can play. But let me just exp- like let me just understand something, okay? Yeah. Remember remember, you know, after after the whole tampering thing to the Bucks with with Donovich, and then he ended up with the Hawks, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh he got a let's see here. He signed a four year deal, eighteen million a year, the last year's a player option. Okay. That signing was praised by fucking everybody. But Fournier and Bogdanovich is twenty eight. Fournier is chastised because that signing was chastised because that was 19 million a year for a three plus one where the last year's a team option? Explain to me the logic other than lol Knicks, Knicks for clicks. Because I fail to see where Bogdanovich is seen as better than Fournier. Okay? At worst, they're the same. Because Bogdanovich got his numbers in fucking Sacramento, which is frankly yeah. even more purgatory than Orlando.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm sorry. saying like.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I like, like the only. How home. is
1: that move? That move was being praised if he was going to the Bucks, and it was praised when he went to Atlanta. But we bring in Evan Forney, and it's, oh, they're so stupid. They paid him 19 million. Explain to me. The logic when Bogdanovich is getting 18 million,
0: they're really. You just saw the run that
1: they went on in the playoffs because they had one of those wings who could actually he could do a little bit on the floor, but but at least more than Bullock can. Okay, and is a just a better shooter and a better scorer. Could put the ball on the ground a little bit, maybe not really create for for others really, but could put the ball on the ground and do a little bit for himself.
0: Hey, listen, 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 I tell you, you bring in France Fournier to (laughs) New York and Cardiac Canva to New York. I am, I am content because at the very least, if nothing else, we have, you know, people who could just take the pressure off Randall. I want to talk about that. Yeah,
1: that's the point, right? We've got, we, we have these guys that could take the pressure off Randall. Because they're gonna like look, they're gonna play through Randall a lot, and I'm hoping that they play through RJ more, and that'll help because Kemba's clearly not healthy, and is an injury risk, and you're gonna have to watch his minutes. Like Tibbs, watch his minutes, okay. That's why they play quickly at the second unit. Watch his minutes, Tibbs. Both of them are probably should probably only be averaging about 25 minutes a night. And you got to lean now on, on these young guys. Lean on quickly. You know, let's hope you, know what's let's, funny let's hope about you that. can lean on Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride, Alec Burks. Lean on these other guys. Because with their injury risks or whatever else, you know, back-to-backs are going to be iffy for Kemba. And you can't be out there. Like, we cannot see what we saw in the five games against the Hawks with Derrick Rose or some of the games down the stretch because Alfred Payton was such a zero, where yeah. Derrick Rose is averaging 35 minutes a game. Can't have that. Cannot have that. Yeah. You need and- one guy, the starting unit, and one guy to run the bench, and you don't overdo it, and you rely on the young legs that you have. They're there for a reason.
0: I think and it's th- cool. It'll also
1: help them develop.
0: It's it's cool that they have... um. You know, in the in the two preseason games that we've had thus far, you know, quickly has been running the one exclusively, and you know, this past game, thirty-two and eight, like he did his thing, and like he
1: struggled. He struggled against Toronto, but he looked better. Yeah, better today.
0: Honestly, I I think that's pretty much what they're gonna lean towards. I think you know, like it's gonna become like a three guard it three guard monster at the one with quickly you know, Rose and, and, and Kemba. Um, so like again, like just taking the pressure off. And the way that how I'm looking at into Summer League to basically, you know, ease into that subject, just looking at quickly and Top and just do their thing. One, I, I miss I, I missed them. two
1: I, I, listen, I've liked I've liked Toppin's aggression. Yeah. It's, it's it's similar to what we were seeing later in the season, once he got his, his feet
0: under him. Now, now, like, I, I would wish that he has more body control <laughs> than, than, yeah, well, yeah, than, than, like, you know, an amateur such as myself. But, um, yeah, like, he, he's he, his aggression is, is good. Um, his shot basically, you know, although it's either an air ball or it goes straight in, it's still a 50 50 shot with him, which, you know, I, I love to see. And, and quickly, low key, you know, He's giving me Nate Robinson vibes in the summer league. If you remember, like, Nate Robinson back in, like, you know, when he first came into the league and then he played, like, in the, like, this back when, like, NBA players who first got drafted, they played in the summer league until, like, their third season. And he was, like, yeah. summer league MVP back-to-back years. Quickly's giving me those type of vibes, just cooking people. Just yeah, cooking yeah. people. It, oh, yeah. it, is, it is just – I'm just like, yo, man, he, if he could be just – just if, if you're if you're just kind of like Nate with like a more consistent jump shot and like ninety percent for the foul line and a, a more willing, you know, wing defender, I'm I'm cool with that because the shot selection, the, the tween tween, it's it's essentially the same thing. It's just the difference is the body thing and the fact that you ain't gonna dunk it on like 90 people. But just looking at him play, I'm loving it. Jericho Sims basically, um pogo stick he's he's bigger than like i anticipated you know what he i mean ha- he
1: has a man's body already
0: yeah like i i i can't like i remember looking at his his tapes and i was just kind of like it was in between like he might need to add a couple more lbs and then he comes in here and it's just like nah nah he 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 got it you know what i mean like they were making comparisons. they were talking about you know uh you know, growth with people like Evan Mobley and, and a couple of like, the European players. We don't need it with Jericho Sims. His year one, he looked like he built ready for the for the season, uh, which is pretty dope because he's going to be having to bang with the New and bang with the Mitch and kind of show who's boss, especially Mitch being 285 now and whatnot. Allegedly, I need to see that on the court. <laughs> I don't need to hear that Mo Bamba nonsense about, like, I gained 80 pounds worth of muscle, but allegedly yeah, Mitch yeah. Robinson's 285. Shouts out to the Knicks Summer League for doing thing today. That was dope to see. Yeah, um,
1: but yeah, I mean, just to sum up, like essentially yeah. based off of the realistic things that could happen and how they were able to, you know, keep the chemistry, they're, they're going to just keep building on the same chemistry they had last year. And they have flexible contracts that are all, if it doesn't work this year, they're essentially all expiring or very easily movable next year if you have a problem or you need to make a trade for somebody, you can. Like, I just, I liked what they did. It wasn't the right time, like I said, to push all the chips in the middle of the table. You know, they have still, they should still be a playoff team so you can still get that experience and you can still do the double-handed develop while also winning. And, and you'll eventually, you know, you're still building towards that point. It's not that time yet, you know, to go all in. You know, the only, the only bad thing that they didn't do, and it's because they ran out of roster spots, and it's kind of bullshit, was they did not bring back Theo Pinson. And it breaks my fucking heart.
0: Right. Because
1: right. he is Clubhouse King. Uh, and yeah.
0: Another it Bucks, man. Uh, Another person of the Bucks.
1: <laughs> I know. I just I hope the first game the Bucks come in, yeah. he gets he gets chance Standing whatever up. else just because we he's just he's he's the kid he's the clubhouse king I mean I mean you I mean you heard us here all the you know constantly just give that man a blank check for how many years well blank check give him the vet minimum <laughs> for how many years he wants and he'll take it
0: man, listen. Stay I'm sure, here. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be more than happy uh, with this thing. I have, you know, I have not been so, so like, um, definitive on signing a person that I have not seen. I don't know how he plays like.
1: <laughs> like it don't, you, matter. Do you? It don't matter. Don't <laughs> matter. It's how the team. Around
0: him,
1: like
0: like, I don't even, I like I I don't even remember seeing him play like legitimate. I'm I'm kind of curious. I want to watch the summer league now. I want to watch Buck summer league just to see him get run because I don't know how he plays. Like I legitimately don't. I just know him to be like just all energy all the time. He's he's like the Nick. If the Knicks were public enemy, he was Flavor Flav the entire way through and i loved every second of it like r.i.p to the pinson era on on the knicks uh r.i.p to the to the Fresh prince Era on the Knicks. even though we're gonna get it you are gonna get it vicariously through favin fournier so we ain't gotta worry about it we got the rj still has his french translator it's fine it's good we we, we're, we're good there we're good in that department um I do I I I do want to touch on the other uh you know uh free agency deals from the other side of the league, but we'll we'll save stuff that is not for us afterwards. We'll save that for uh, you know, for, for for you know after we discuss, you know, the, the, the baseballs of the world and perhaps the footballs of the world. But sticking getting getting to MLB. Uh what's happened, man? What's happened with them Red Sox, dog? Uh
1: it's called Law of Averages. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. They did nothing at the deadline. The starting pitching, I knew it wasn't going to hold up. And it hasn't. Shocker. Yeah. That's, that's, that's
0: I feel like, wait, didn't, like, didn't everyone, I, I would say outside of, like, Baltimore, like, everyone kind of showed up in the AL East, with the exception of you guys.
1: All we did was we traded for Schwarber, who's on the I.L., and is a hitter, and they're going to try to stick him at first base, which he hasn't played in years, really. like regularly in years, other than like spot starts, right? Yeah. Because the production was lacking at of first base, but not the rest of the lineup. Okay. Now, I was looking at the numbers. I don't have the numbers in front of me. they're specific numbers, right? But I was looking at the numbers, okay? Because I, I was actually ranting on the phone to my dad because I was so annoyed when I was, when, I was, when I was talking to him last week because I was so annoyed at, at what the yeah. fuck I was watching. Because it was like every fucking game, it was like we're losing like ten to two again. Well, fucking wonderful, because the starter imploded again, right? And we did nothing at the deadline. Okay, so we did nothing at the deadline because we, other than what we got, we traded for Schwarber because, you know, we're we don't have that good a farm system. And we're working to trade the small amount of farm system that we are slowly rebuilding for this season. Okay, fine, I get it, right? But if you're going to trade for one person. I don't know why you went for a hitter who was injured and not some type of pitcher. I don't get that. Except for the fact that I know why they didn't, which is they said, well, Chris Sale's going to come back eventually. Okay. So Chris Sale's supposed to make his first start Saturday, and they think that that's going to solve all the problems. Mm. Except it's not. Because just because you can win one out of every five games, if you're going to lose the other four games because the starters have a six CRA. That's not going to mean shit. Uh, So they have, not only, so like, since the All-Star break, they must be, I'm trying to think, there's something like 10 and 13 or something since the All-Star break. Or something, Something there's something like Your last
0: 10 10 is 2 and 8.
1: I know. But I'm saying since the All-Star break. Since the yeah. since the, what was supposed to be a four-game series against the Yankees, but was a three-game series, since that, right? That was the first one. They're like 10 and 13. And not only that, but if you look at the, st- the starters ERAs since the All-Star break, all of them have gone up. And the lowest one is like four and a half. They're all terrible. Evaldi's got like a five... Martin Perez, who just got demoted, had like an 8. Eduardo Rodriguez has like a 6. They all Pavetta's got like a 5. They all suck. All, all of them have sucked. And not only that, but the lineup has not been good because since the All-Star break, Martinez and Bogarts are both batting like 220, 215. Okay? The only one still hitting... The only ones still hitting are Devers and Verdugo. So the lineup's been fairly bad. The pitching's been god-awful. And it's because they said, we're going to just tread water till Chris Sale comes back because that's supposed to be our, 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 you know, trade deadline acquisition. Except the problem is they were playing all fucking AL East people while they were trying to tread water. Yeah, And they've lost more of those games than they've won. So it's doubly worse. It's not only that you lose, but these people behind you or tied with you like the Rays are winning. So now the Rays are up by like four on us. The Yankees are probably behind us by like four or three. Toronto's now coming on strong because you can't get your foot out of your ass and you'll lose into them too. You can see how
0: annoyed I am. No, you. You're not. You. Listen, it's it's tough on both ends. Like uh, like I'm looking at I'm looking at you know the Yankees. Yes, they're treading up, but like you know the Royals. I I, I feel like a little confident, but the White Sox are coming up. So I'm even even then, it's just kind of like battling with a whole bunch of AL teams when you're just trying to get your bearings is it's it's tough but on your end and it's similar you know uh speaking speak like you know there's no Mets representative here but speaking for the Mets it's kind of a similar deal where you know you guys are taking L's and you're just trying to keep above water but like little by little you're giving away the lead that you had for pretty much the whole season like Red Sox and the Mets have respectively been the division leaders so Yeah, no, No, like
1: the Mets. I mean, look, let's be honest here, okay? Yeah, it's the Mets, it's worse on them because the NL East is so bad. Yeah. That, like, they should be able to do something. Like, the AL East is very competitive because you have, you know, Tampa Bay's up on us by four games, okay? We're, as I'm looking to correct what I've said, right?
0: Mm.
1: Yankees are now behind us by two and a half, and Toronto's behind us by three. We don't need to talk about the Orioles because they suck.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're behind us by 25.
0: The usual. The usual.
1: That one. Yeah. They're usual. Okay. But like, you've, like, you were in first at the All Star break. And then you've had a bunch of series. You've had two against the Yankees, two against Toronto, I believe, and one against Tampa Bay. And your lead is completely gone. And, your separation of we've knocked the Yankees out of even sniffing the AL East race is actually also gone. And not only that, but you've allowed Toronto to now enter the race. Okay, to quote the Sopranos, fuck you doing? (laughs) Like...
0: Bad, man. That's bad. So,
1: I mean, like, so now all the pressure's on Chris Sale, who hasn't thrown a who hasn't pitched in the MLB in over two years. Great. You know? Luckily, luckily he's one of those people that gets amped the fuck up like that, that I'm hoping it works. But, you know, I'm hoping it works. I got no... There's no no other other options. They put all their eggs in that basket.
0: Yeah. Bro, you had, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of basically like you're running, you're running like a 5k and two miles in, you're just booking it. You don't see anybody, nothing but a street down. But as soon as you hit that two mile mark, somebody just speeds right past you. And then it just kind of caves in and you just have a whole bunch of people.
1: It's like, it's like we're the fucking hair. We took a nap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tough, man. I I I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say with it. I I am going to hold my judgment and 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 uh I'm going to stay humble as uh there the Yankees have given me no reason to shit talk. They've just kind of <laughs> they just kind of given me reasons to basically be like, "Oh, oh, maybe may, maybe 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 there's a chance, maybe there's a, you know, eh, 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 maybe maybe not." Um but yeah, no. Nah, you guys um I would say this much the at least it's whoever comes out with the dub they better be favorites at this point whoever comes out with that like you know they have to be one of the hottest teams in the league because you know to have such a very top heavy like it's not even top heavy it's with the exception of the Orioles it's kind of the equivalent to what uh the NL East was the years the Nationals wanted a couple years back where like literally anyone could have won you know, so it's 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 a very, very um interesting time to see. It's just you know, to your point. It's not it's not looking good for certain for for, for uh for the for the Boston uh, faithful. No, um, you
1: go ten and thirteen with a five oh five ERA post all star break.
0: Bad dog. Uh,
1: That's called disaster.
0: Everyone I'm looking at the wild card race right now. Literally everyone went into in their last And you guys went to an eight. Is something's got to give. Something's got to give. I'll say this much: there's, there's, there's nowhere to go at this point, but at least bottoming out or just going upwards. So, you know, what is what? What's what's the schedule looking like now? Like for you guys?
1: Let me see here. Yeah. Like I would say that you got guys- I mean, they didn't even capitalize when they played Detroit. It's like, wh- like, what yeah. is happening?
0: Yeah, no, you got the Rays. The Ori- Orioles is coming up, so you got Orioles is coming up, and then you and then it comes back to us. <laughs> so,
1: so we've got here. So we've got Tampa Bay at home. I swear to fucking Christ. Okay, <laughs> then we have the Orioles at home again. Swear to fucking Christ. Then we have the Yankees in the Bronx, okay?
0: And you got the Rangers.
1: No, but like these next three, like these next nine games, we almost have to, in some combination, you have to go at least six and three. Yeah. Like you have to. If you come out of this lip dick, like some some four and five thing, even though you have six games at home, that's a disaster.
0: I don't know what to tell you. If you I need don't.
1: to legitimately take. Okay. You have to. You have to sweep the Orioles. And frankly, honestly, you need to take. You need to take two out of three at least from either Tampa Bay or New York. If not two out of three for both of them, you have to go like seven and two. Yeah, but you really need to go at least six and three.
0: I mean, best all case scenario is the is the two and th- basically you know get us back for like, uh, you know, uh, forgetting you guys at the tail end of our series last last time. You get two out of three from us, you know, you you sweep the Orioles straight out. You know, at this point, you know, I, I can't even knock them because like they could just play, uh, you know, um, you know, playoff spoilers at this break, which sucks in your position, especially because like if the defense isn't up to par, then all it has to take is one team who's not playing for anything to just like wild out. So seven and two is the mark. Um, I'm not necessarily going to I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll they need to drop go off at least
1: game. six and three. Yeah, they really need to go at least six and three. Or they, they they should go six and three. they probably really need to go seven and two not to put pressure on it but anything less than six and three is to me unacceptable
0: because
1: then that would mean that you you lost you lost series probably just based off of the teams that you're playing you lost both series against New York and Tampa, which means that both of those teams gained a game on you and you beat up on the Orioles as you should have. And if you waste a game against the Orioles, you're pathetic.
0: Ah, uh, well eh, the Yankees. <laughs> we we have some explains to do from the start of the season, but that's neither here nor there. Well, we we did the that's... same
1: stupid thing start yeah. off of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Let them sweep us at home.
0: I was like, "How the fuck did they? You know, of all the, they're like, they're still so they're still like under forty wins at this rate, but yet they swept the both of us. Could you just believe that shit? You know what? This is beside the point. Real quick though, quick hitters before we go. Um, gotta start off. Back to NBA. We were talking free agency. Your biggest, and, and you could, we can rope this in with uh, the new news with Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic having the rookie extension. I think Trey Young had his extension last week, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: So, um, you know, pretty much everything that's going on in a free agency, what basically is the biggest thing that has surprised you outside of New York? Honestly, yeah. I
1: thought when you combine it with the draft, Mm. Charlotte had a hell
0: of an offseason.
1: They Water. extended Borrega, who was on the final year of his contract, which I thought was smart. Mm. You add Kelly Oubre on a fairly cheap deal, who'll be able to run and gun with LaMelo Ball.
0: It's him and Miles just, one One on each side, Lobbers. I mean,
1: God. And then you bring in Hoop Knight, who I wanted. Who I think is filthy. And you got, and you got Kai Jones from us. Cause we traded back. Right. It, and, it, and I liked, I liked him too. He's a good project big, but
0: they looking pretty nice. Like I
1: thought what they did, they, and they got out of Devante Graham.
0: I was going to say, they, you know, they, they, they took they, out Devontae Grimm, but you know, he may take his place. Lee Angelo, but let me stop. My <laughs> no, boy, no, I see he's, he's trying to up. make
1: that roster. My
0: guy went off yesterday. I was just like, yo, imagine if, if the Lonzo thing don't work out, La, La, LaVar may get his dream, get three guys. and
1: but yeah, I, I liked what they did. You know, you'll mm. have, you'll have Gordon Hayward come back again. Uh, like, and honestly, if him and LaMelo Ball don't get injured, they're, it's probably them, not Washington, in
0: in the, the playoffs. Yeah. No, they were they were very, like, formidable. Gordon Hayward was an all-star team. Yeah. Of course, LaMelo was rookie of the year. Miles Bridges was having uh, – he was going off in certain games. Yeah. Like, like, I know against us he went off in one of those games. P.J. Washington, we ain't got to talk about Brittany Renner, but <laughs> – yeah, uh, but, no, uh, but
1: uh, no, but I mean, then even yeah. the draft like you bring in you, James Book Knight drops to you, so now you could just tell him, you know, almost like what we did with Quickly last year like, hey, man, just go do your thing on the second unit, do whatever right. the fuck, go ball out.
0: Give me, give me a quick 12, 12, three rebound, three assists a night on some awesome shooting splits, right? Oh, there.
1: yeah, go give me 12 points in 12 minutes. Yeah, who gives a shit?
0: Uh, like I, 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 I liked
1: with, I did. I liked what they did. I really did.
0: Um What about what what do you think about uh hmm? What what do you make of the Chicago deal? Like now that you kind of see it full force, like if it stands as it stands, you know, you have the Lonzo deal, of course DeMar DeRozan comes in, you know, Levine deal.
1: So I don't know how it all Personally, I don't know how it all fits together. Um, I give them credit for at least trying something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But I don't know. I don't know how it all fits together. Because you have Lonzo and Levine and Kobe White is your backcourt. You bring in DeRozan who can't shoot threes. Um, you have Vucevic. I don't know where you're getting defense from with any of those people. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how they'll be, but I mean, they tried something. Uh, It's almost like last year with Charlotte, where they tried something, and it semi-worked for them because LaMelo Ball was legitimate, and Gordon Hayward showed he could still play. So I don't know, but I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know how that'll all work for for Chicago.
0: Yeah, um, I, I roped them in with the same way, like uh, I roped in the the Lakers deal because I didn't know what to make. Of course, you know. The, oh no, the, the Lakers!
1: The, Lakers are the other big winner. Because oh,
0: mellow <laughs> oh.
1: well, besides that, right? No, the Westbrook trade is going to work for them. All these fucking idiots with with, well, he doesn't shoot and fit and blah, blah, blah. You're all, you're all stupid. You're all stupid.
0: Talk about that it. Is
1: gonna, that trade is going to work for them.
0: Talk about it. I'm I'm because
1: okay. what, what I think they're going to do, okay, I going to sit up for this one, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I know, shocking, right? I wanted to, like, hate this trade, and my gut reaction was like, Wait, but LeBron doesn't want to share the ball. So why the fuck would they trade for Westbrook? He can't play off ball. It's not gonna work. Because that was my that was my my original thought. And then as yeah. like for the next like half day, I sat there thinking about it and I'm like, whoa, wait a fucking minute. Back before LeBron James had any confidence in his jump shot, he fucking made it work with Dwayne Wade, who also couldn't shoot a three. And what they're gonna do, and he made it work with Rondo too, who couldn't shoot a three. So to me, what they're gonna do is they're gonna use Westbrook to help them get to the regular season. Okay. They'll find a way to work because it'll be a transition nightmare. I think LeBron James will actually, weirdly, a couple times, if when they have to share the court, I think they're gonna stagger their minutes, but when they have to share the court, might play off ball a little bit. And if he's on-ball, Russ will be a cutter. But he'll play a little bit more off-ball to save his body for fourth quarters when Russell Westbrook's decision-making is lacking, dare we say. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just a guy where, based off of history, you can rely on him to, at worst, right, at worst, because we've seen it before, Teams that should be 12 to 15 in the league, he drags them to that, like, 6th through 8th seed. So if you think he can't, even if it's just him and LeBron, and AD is going to be street clothes, as Charles Barkman calls him, okay? You know, and a bunch of old guys who are just role players at this point, okay? It'll, I'm just, it'll, it's going to work. I just, I don't... I can't exactly sp- explain how. Yeah. I, I kind of can, because I'm just guessing what I think they're going to do, but it's going to work. I so just he- know it's going to work.
0: I, I agree with you I agree with I'll use your words. I'll agree with you to an extent. So here's the thing. Uh,
1: you're your right up to a point. Here,
0: you're right up to a point. There you go. So here's the thing with that, right? I agree. I feel like it would work in conjunction to, you know, their success. LeBron teams, they're usually – especially, like, if he's healthy, they're usually going to play well into the championship, you know, like the Final Four, if not go to the finals every year, you know, the deal. However, for – as a Westbrook fan, in particular for him, this is it. (laughs) This is – like, this is – like not, not saying like if he doesn't make it here he won't make. It. No, I'm saying that it, th- this is already it. Like this going to LA will eventually kill him because you mentioned Dwayne Wade, you mentioned Rondo. These two players before they won on the team and two to or before they teamed up with LeBron, to a uh, lesser extent to Rondo because he's already already treading in the role player direction. They were superstars. Their usage rate were high. They were used. They were basically, you know, they were themselves. Rondo was a double double machine, even when he was in Sacramento with the Marcus Cousins going to New Orleans, and then eventually um, going to LA. Dwayne Wade, he was an MVP candidate the year that LeBron won. He led the league in scoring. He was thirty-five and eight. You know what I mean? Like, and then the next year, he's you know teaming up with LeBron James, and then he has to basically play second fiddle. Westbrook we already know how like you mentioned the knee-jerk reaction of the fact that he doesn't shoot well um he shoots but he doesn't shoot it well and you know he needs the ball in his hands in order to succeed and I look at it and I'm like okay the two players play styles that I've seen work with LeBron led teams and had the individual increase their like trade value or just star power after the fact were spot up shooters and lob threats. And as a star, like as, as for superstars, LeBron hasn't gotten neither of those. Chris Bosch was the closest thing to that, where it was like, I molded myself into someone. And because of that, my star rose playing with LeBron. But even then, you could see that he was a, ro- like he was third fiddle. Everyone was kind of shitting on him. And then he had that one year to remind everyone after LeBron left. But you could kind of get the sense of you're being put in a box, which is why Kyrie left LeBron, which is why Kevin Love is who he is now. You you what, you got get what I'm saying, right? And now you look at Westbrook. Here's a guy who doesn't know how to shoot, needs a ball in his hands. And he just is traded onto a team for a guy who not on the same, same par with him, but he had a career year before LeBron came, like, became entrenched into the fray and then all of a sudden he went from a budding young star to a guy who's basically supposed to play in wuhan china and kyle kuzman and it's like we don't see his potential anymore because lebron is here and if you don't fit two of the criteria you're going to be heavily criticized what i'm saying is westbrook is going to basically follow the same fiddle as a Kyrie, as a kevin love as a chris bosh but it's going to be even worse for him because People already don't fuck with this guy, (laughs) you know what I mean? And the fact that he's 33 this year, you know, he's turning 33 this year, you know, he just had the triple doubles, you know, thing last year. Everyone's not going to look at what he has done. Everyone's going to look at what he is not doing for LeBron as opposed to what he's doing. So they could win the championship and then the next year he could flock to another team and he could become a role player. So I feel like it. Th- this is it for him. So as for the Lakers, maybe it works in spite of that, which is pretty much the story LeBron James' teammates for the past 11 years. Like they win in spite of whether or not they fit with each other. Hi, Kyrie. But that's that's essentially what it is. Because after they leave, it's just like, oh, you're not a leader. LeBron leads you. Or, oh, you're not a person who win- leads people to championship. LeBron did that for you. I'm not trying to turn this into an anti-LeBron narrative, but that's essentially what it turns into. So, elongated pushback aside, that that's my thing where it's like, I agree that I feel like they would succeed, but I feel like it would be in spite of, you know, how, you know, they treat that AD, Westbrook, LeBron, and even rope in the Dwight Howards of the world and Trevor Reese's of world dynamic where they're like, they have a bad game and it's like, you're not doing the job that we want you to do because we inherently want this team to succeed so that LeBron gets the accolade and we could have that Jordan LeBron discussion. You know, I say this cause I live with a LeBron fan <laughs> and I could, I could clearly, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, so the one thing I'd say is where has Westbrook been other than the year after Durant left where it's not always his fault? That's always been the media narrative. So if, it's, if the media tries to blame him again, like it's his fault, it's not like he hasn't dealt with that before and then just doesn't listen to it.
0: But this is a different no. magnitude. This is LeBron. <laughs> this is no, no, LeBron. No. It doesn't matter. To like it doesn't matter. Bro, to me, bro, to me, to me, Dennis Rodman, is- Dennis Rodman, right? So I'll use Dennis Rodman as, as an example when he went to the Bulls. When he started acting up, you see the last dance – they talk about him, how he was a big three. If you look at the games, bro, he was coming off the bench in 98. That's what happens when you don't, or you aren't in line with a person who's the face of the league. You go to the bench. <laughs> like, Westbrook can go to the bench, like, this year. And, yeah, they could win, but he, like it could it's be not, it.
1: It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because he's the other ball handler on the team. It's not it's not gonna happen. They're gonna stagger they're gonna stagger their minutes and they're gonna have when whichever one of them has the ball, the other one's a cutter, and then LeBron James occasionally maybe a spot up shooter. They'll draw whatever attention, whichever one of them is pick and rolling with Anthony Davis or driving the lane. They'll get whatever attention and they'll they're just gonna have a bunch of shooters around them or lob threats around them in Dwight Howard. I'm sorry, it's going to work. It's I'm going little, to make me unhappy, I'm a, but it's going to work. I'm
0: a little... I, I feel like it... You again, don't have
1: to listen to me.
0: No, no, no. no because, because right. frankly,
1: I almost hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Because it would, you know, not make me happy if they're good. As much as I love Melo.
0: Yeah, we didn't even but, get to we didn't get. We didn't even get to Melo. Well, shout out no, to Melo. I mean, like, the other
1: thing is, like, the guys that they brought in, like, like, who always... Who always does LeBron James, you know, like make better? Always is just shooters. Melo's been able to turn himself into that spot up shooter with Portland. I don't think that'll change playing. But I, LeBron
0: I think and even, Westbrook, but I think even then, I think it does in a little bit because, like, Melo has come again. Like, let's say for example, if they, I'm just saying a- he
1: won't get. I'm just saying he's not going to get worse as a spot up shooter. Yeah, 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 no, 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 He's, no, he's taught himself how to, how to be a spot-up shooter, how he can get himself in a rhythm without just ha- needing the ball. Yeah, like,
0: what I but mean. He, was, he was, like, Portland, I think how they'll play mellow will be, ironically enough, similar to how he was playing in Houston. Um, but just, he's going to have to accept, he's going to accept the role a little more based off of how his career has panned out over the past four years. Um, but in the same regard... Therein lies also, because because it the Westbrook narrative also works with Melo too, where it's like, let's say if he goes, because Melo is streaky, an 0 for seven night, this is Kuzma all over again, and you don't even play defense. Kuz, at least Kuzma played defense because he's young. Like I I know, and this is what what gets me, you know. It's it's not LeBron thing. It's not a LeBron thing. It's just people who support him so much sometimes. It's like, since they want a person to succeed, if the person's not succeeding, they point to the next person and the next person has like the boatload of the criticism and that narrative carries. So like a Mello who's, yeah, he's a shooter now, but he's predominantly a scorer. I'm going to get my buckets off the dribble. Right, but if, if I, he's uh, not
1: scoring, but but if he's not scoring, not to interrupt you, but to also kind of interrupt you, if he's not scoring, that's why they brought in Trevor Ariza. Then you just put in Trevor Reza. Unlike with Kuzma, all they had was Kuzma. If Kuzma sucked, Kuzma sucked. No one was, no one else was coming in.
0: I still feel that they, they you know, as...
1: It's going to work. Can, yeah. It's yeah. going to work, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt. Dwight Howard for that team is an upgrade over, D, or, over Andre Drummond, okay? Westbrook is an upgrade over Shooter. Rondo and Dennis Schroeder, or whoever the fuck else could possibly be there. Okay. Ch- 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 an upgrade Ch- over Kuzma.
0: Yo, 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 yo. Don't do that to Caruso Trevor now.
1: Joe is an upgrade over Alex Caruso. Oh, damn they the- still have Taylor Horton Tucker, even though I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. They brought he- in Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk.
0: Those are good pickups. I think. I mean, I think yeah.
1: They the Lakers are going to be good and this Westbrook trade is going to work. Just accept it. I've already accepted it.
0: No, I, again, I accept it. As just, it's just... Go- it's
1: going to work.
0: I fear, I fear that I'm going to see, like, what Russell Westbrook's retirement ceremony in, like, 2024. And it's going to be, like, yeah, he is... Whatever. I'm going to just let it rock. I'll, I'll let it rock. Um, real quick. Quick picks. Results came out, man.
1: Uh, i saw 80 80 sorry sorry viewers but 86 percent of you are straight up stupid it was 15 59 59 percent of you are of are are really stupid
0: you know it was funny because like i i remember like i was looking at i was looking at different comments um and some of them they were like yo like i would have I always hate those things where it's just like I would have picked this had it not been for this. And I'm just like you
1: Okay, so what were the excuses for why my my team, which was clearly the best, wasn't picked?
0: I think it was the guard. It, like, if I remember correctly, there's two comments that stood out, but it was mostly like guard play. Like, it was like the they're like, you know, to have Peyton and 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 uh, Chris Paul, they felt it to be redundant and they also just kind of like looked at team LeBron and Kobe and Shaq and Penny. They were just like, "That that's not fair. Which well, I do understand. I do understand personally, but in the same token, y- you have like...
1: First of all, three teams were unfair. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I want to see that, fi- that 5v5v5. That's all I'm saying. I, I want to see that 5v5 because I feel like... The reasons that you claimed, and honestly, if you really think about it, Gary Payton—if people want to get technical—when he left, Gary Seattle,
1: Payton, Gary Payton, essentially because Dwayne Wade was the ball handler. I know he played the one, but he was the two in Miami as an older he was, man.
0: He was the two in Milwaukee too. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Sam Cassell when Sam Cassell had his best season. Um, that's when we. I mean, t- I,
1: and that's what I said. People clearly didn't listen to the podcast. They just looked at the team and were stupid because yeah. they're all stupid. They did their little microwave brain thing, okay? Gary Payton was brought on for one thing and one thing only. Two things and two things only, okay? <laughs> one was to play defense and two was the trash talk. And that's it. Your that's team- it. And you're going to pair that with Chris Paul, who's going to actually run the offense.
0: And then Ewing is, is young enough to still dunk on you, drop 30 and 15 with five blocks. <laughs> And Charles
1: that Parker time, honestly, dominate like he did in '92 with Michael Jordan, who would also go there to have four steals a game. See, these people are wrong. You heard me wrong. <laughs> y'all wrong because y'all are y'all are bowed down to LeBron James. That team should have been in last place. Of
0: the team, 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 bro-
1: yeah. I lo- I remember when because, drafting it. I was see, just like that team that team might might have an argument for second if not for LeBron James. To quote all those other stupid people, use it in their 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 words for why they didn't pick me. That's my fair. team is clearly superior, but that's fair. okay.
0: I I would say I would say like it, it's funny because like after <laughs> the explanation was cuz it was team Kobe essentially cuz Kobe was the first pick for Randy you know Mellow was the first pick my friend shout out to my boy you and he was like Melo was picked one I was like listen you have to understand well, was, Olympic Mellow bro
1: I was planning on picking Kobe because I thought he was going to take Jordan Hey, and I was going to let Randy take Mellow
0: took- I love yeah.
1: Mellow let's be honest here
0: yeah Nah, but yo, listen, listen, that whole team was buckets. He had Melo on one wing and KD on the other. Listen, again, I, I want to see it play out. I want to see it absurd. play out. And and in all honesty, it can't, like, you know, once we drop the, the, the results in the app, that's when, you know, shout out to all the smoke. I listened to the Fat Joe thing. And I'm just listening about the blackout game that never freaking happened. And I'm just like, what if all of these things just happened? Just Jamal Crawford. LeBron, Shaq, for some reason. <laughs> like, what? If versus Lamar Adam Steph, AI, Mike Bibby. I don't know why they're all smalls crossing over bigs, but it's whatever. Just all these. I, I need those dream matches to happen, and, and not just in 2K. Like, they're all still alive. Let's just do this. Shaq. Shaq always get, loses weight every every two months. Let's, let's ring it up. Jamal Crawford's still 23. It's fine. <laughs> He's still 23 years old. You know, so, so let's get to it. But, you know. I'm
1: going to chalk this loss up to the nephews don't know 90s basketball. It's fine. It's fine. It. They don't know Gary Payton. They don't know Michael Jordan, Clearly. They don't know Charles Barkley clearly, and they they clearly don't respect Patrick Ewing.
0: Yeah, I, don't, no, I think that was the biggest no, thing. I, I, so
1: think I think I think it's I think it's just I think it's just look the, the nephews just don't know. It's fine. It's fine. They don't.
0: They, it's fine. don't. <laughs> they don't know. Rob, you gotta get to bed. You know, I'm I'm gonna basically you know do my thing. I'm gonna get some dessert, man, because you know. Homie been eating all day. I've been enjoying my day off, but I'm enjoy the rest of my day off. Rob, you take it easy, bro. Peace
1: out.